you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Okay, now I can see that we're live, and we've been live for 42 seconds. So, so, so it's always some kind of a technical difficulties when you're in a rush. You know what I mean? Every oh, time yeah. you're in a rush, it's Murphy's Law that something's going to screw up as, as, as we go. But, okay. hey, we're on. Now we're ready to rock and roll. All so right. it's all good to go. And we got listeners already anyway, so we got people on. Very we got good. people that didn't. And you guys are, are welcome to chime in and say hi on yeah, the comments. We'll be able to see comments on on your family and stuff that are that are um, that are on there. So, welcome, Art. It's good to see you again. Over you the last, I was just looking at back at our pictures. Uh, you know, we took a picture together. You had one of your this massive of a man that we had. Uh, we were at Chicken and Waffles. Remember. Yeah, actually, we were celebrating. Um, I had just turned 50 um, and I came out to L.A. to uh, celebrate my birthday with him because uh, our birthday is on the same day. Yeah, that was 2018. Can you believe that already? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. 2019. Yeah. July, July 2019. Uh-huh. Yep. July 11th. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That was fun times. Well, if you're if you guys are tuning in now, this is my name is Mark Cox, and I got my guest today, Arthur Washington. I got to meet him when uh, I was teaching. Uh, we were teaching on the base, and we had the chaplains and the chaplains' assistants in doing a class. And Art, you were one of those uh, participants. It's not a, a better fitting time to come out of the nine eleven weekend and have a uh, a twenty four year still serving in the uh, United States Army. I think it's fitting that we have something like that on this 9-11 weekend as it's already in its 22nd year, I believe. Yeah. 22 years, 21 or 22 years now, uh, the anniversary of that. Yeah. And uh, so it's good to have you on, Art. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and we'll get started and and uh, and start talking about uh, your life in the military and such like that. Sounds good. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is uh, uh, Arthur Washington. I hail from uh, Gear, Indiana. And um, uh, fast forward the last 24 years, um, I have been uh, been in the military. I'm currently stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia. I'm the senior religious affairs uh, for the installation at the uh, religious support office. Uh, also uh, been blessed, on the other hand, uh, for 26 years. Uh, being in ministry uh, with the African Methodist Episcopal Church, um, co-author. Uh, but uh, you want to know something, I would say, extremely uh, that make that brings me joy um, is my family. Uh, my wife of uh, 26 years being married, uh, my son, uh, Arthur II, uh, age 23, and then uh, my daughter, uh, Andrea, uh, she's 25. So that's that's my joy, you know, being able to serve, uh, being a husband, being a father, and then also knowing this great guy here with Mark. So, yeah, can't, can't beat it. Yeah, it's good. I've I've got to enjoy. Um, I've been on on sometimes when you and your wife are kind of talking together. You guys are doing some ministry together, trying to help yeah. couples, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of couples in the military that need this kind of help, you know, uh, away from each other and stuff all the time. And, um, I've got to see, uh, you know, I think, uh, is it your AMC church or something? I, I, I'd hop online on that too. Cause man, they get down over there, dude. It was so fun, man. I'm like, look at this, man. I wish I was there live. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
that was Anderson Chapel. Uh, that was uh, Pastor Rodriguez uh, um, M. Johnson Jr. So yeah, mm-hmm. awesome pastor. Yeah, yeah. You caught some of the some yeah. of the lives. Yeah, I did some of those lives uh, when it, when it was on. It was fun. It was really good. So, well, I'll give you a little background on how we met. So we we did a chaplain's assistant and chaplain's uh, military training. We did. We came down to base. You got Joe, I, and Carson. We were down there um, teaching chaplain's assistants. And of course, every time we do these chaplain assistance things, usually it's the chaplains that are a little bit tougher than the, uh, than the, than the assistants. It's, it's, it's always been, uh, it's always been a mind blow to me. I used to tell Joe all the time. I'm like the chaplains, man, they're going to be saving these dudes on the battlefield, man. And they can't even carry a weapon. So I'm not sure if people know this too, in the military, when you're uh when you are a chaplain i mean they're very strict on you guys can't have you know carry a firearm Uh uh, even on even on the battlefield and so you would have what's called the chaplain's assistant and um why don't you go ahead and and tell enlighten everybody what that really is so what who we taught that day and what their jobs are and what you're allowed and not allowed so so pretty much with the unit ministry team which which makes up a chaplain and a now um religious affairs. Uh, so now the chaplain uh, cannot carry a weapon. Uh, so they would be the non-combatant. And so the combatant, which would be myself as being a uh, religious affairs um, the NCO, um, our job, protect the chaplain uh, while we're on the battlefield. Um, and so with this particular this particular course, uh, which was down at Fort Stewart, uh, down in um, down in Savannah, Georgia, uh, right. we had the privilege of, of learning the uh, special forces combatives. And this really uh, was able to uh, help us out and really to be able to uh, to take our our training up a um I mean, several, you know, several notches, you know, being able to learn, you know, some other things and just, uh, you know, just the basic techniques. But now this was able to really help us to, you know, help our chaplains also uh, bridge that communication gap and then also also be able to help us to, you know, really work together. So it was it was definitely awesome. Yeah, it was it was a great thing. I think Joe, you know, Joe being um, Joe coming uh, on into the. Uh, you know, the religious affairs himself after his, all his tours of duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think he's brought something to the table that the, the chaplains really, and the assistants really hadn't seen before when, when he's bringing this, this extra training. So being from special forces, being able to bring it to the table, I think has done that has done wonders for, for all you guys. And we got to go do it when we got to go to the shoot house and, Oh and, man, uh, I'm ready and play some sim rounds and stuff like that. So we are, I am going to give you, cause you know, you, you're pretty humble dude. So I will brag on you. So everybody knows. So we had all these young guys, right? You and I were probably the oldest ones there. I'd uh-huh. imagine. Right. Uh-huh. And so we had all these young guys we're, we're there with our knee braces and every other thing every day that we're doing our thing. And, um, so we're, we're there, and at the end of the course, we decided that we needed to have, you know, give out this award on on who just brought it the most, and that was that happened to be you. So you beat out all the young bucks, uh, <laughs> and which is something that, uh, you know, I I said you can't give it to any of these young guys. You can't, you know, what I mean, he outdid them all. Uh, even in the shoot house, you were on, you know, you were on it. You know what I mean? So it was an honor to give you you that award that at the end of that week that you got to. Uh, that what you did there. So it was really, it was really cool. And it's a cool award too, right? There it is. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. See that thing. Now, how fitting is it that we have this today and you have that award on top of it, right? It's yeah. just, uh, it's just, it's just weird how things, how things, uh, how things go. This oh, yeah. is a, uh, yeah, this is an old student of mine. He, he's an old guy too. He says, old guys do rule. That's true. I'm still, I'm still choking out young guys on a, on a daily. And so it's, uh, it's, it's what brings me joy in my life is to be 61 and be able to choke out 25 year old dudes. I love it. I eat it up like candy. So (laughs) that's what I do. So let's talk about a little bit. Um, now what's your, um, have you had some deployments or nothing? Let's let's say a little bit of history in your in your twenty four so, years there. 
So, so in my 24 years, I've had uh, two deployments. Uh, my deployments were, uh, what was it, um, 2004? No, I'm sorry, 2003 to uh, 2004, and then from 2005 to uh, 2006, and those are back-to-back to Iraq. So you're kind of in the – so you were in service when 9-11 hit then, correct? Uh, matter of fact, I was stationed at uh, Walter Reed Army Medical Center, um, and I was working in Chapman's office. And as a matter of fact, we, that evening, um, we had teams that were split up, and we were sent down to the Pentagon that night. And mm. our, our particular job was to, uh, you know, to talk with the, um, you know, soldiers and, you know, other folks that were down there because you had a lot of old, uh, old, old guard soldiers, you know, that were there because their mission at that particular time was to try to, um, to retrieve the, uh, the bodies uh, from the Pentagon. And it was, it was, it was something that um, even, even to this day, um, I've never forgotten it. Um, I've never um, forgotten, you know, anything that took place that I saw, um, you know, at the Pentagon, you know, that night. So the yeah. Now, that is the plane that went down that they that that missed the Pentagon. Correct. And went to something yeah. like that. There were some some men on, on that plane that deterred that from happening, making it yeah. even worse, it I believe. Was, uh, right? Uh, from actually from what we're hearing uh, was that that a the area that was actually hit at the Pentagon was actually not too far from the um, from where the chaplain's office was. But they were actually doing some um, some renovation um, there. Uh, but um, there was there was some impact uh, from uh, from a plane that went into the um, that went into the Pentagon. Um, and how I described it or how I remember if, if you look at, if someone bakes a cake and you take a huge chunk out of that cake, mm-hmm. um, that's, um, uh, being able to see that area that was hit. That's what reminded me, um, on, uh, on nine 11 being able to see it. Cause I saw it, um, at, uh, uh, at night when we went and then, still being there that next morning um, was able to, to see that area. So did they have you, were you chaplain at the time in, 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 in service at that time? Is that so, what you did? No. So actually I was still um, um, at that time um, chaplain assistant, which is now, you know, religious affairs. So I was actually still doing a position that I'm in now. Uh, but um, I was just in a, um, bigger capacity now uh, than I was then. Like I said, we were at, at uh, Walter Reed. I was stationed at Walter Reed Army Medical Center uh, down in D.C. Um, I was the um, the funds clerk uh, for the um, religious uh, support office uh, that was there. And um, and like I said, during that night, once we found out what, what had, had happened um, at the Pentagon, then they immediately uh, called on our team's uh, we had um, several teams that were split up. So we had it was uh, from out of uh, from out of our office. We had actually four teams to actually go down. Um, and so each one uh, there was a chaplain uh, with the religious affairs. And um, and so we went on a bus and had police escort down to the Pentagon. And then we were literally there uh, for about about 24 hours Um you know, checking on soldiers, you know, checking on, you know, different folks. We were in, um, you know, certain places, certain areas, you know, in the Pentagon. Uh, but, you know, our, our main mission was to, you know, um, talk with the soldiers, you know, talk with the other uh, folks that were actually, you know, working at the Pentagon and those that were there that night. So. So when you were deployed, were you deployed as chaplain's assistant? Were you yes. there uh, on? Mm-hmm. So. Tell, why don't you, uh, you because this is a, a unique thing and i think a lot of people don't really realize that's in, in in the military where you have a chaplain that's that's kind of there and then you have a chaplain's assistant that's, that's there to protect him what was it like serving for him when you when you when you did it it was it was it was interesting because you brought you know two different people you know together um you know and and 
your mission was to focus on your unit and then to also focus in on the other um, units that were uh, that were attached to you. Um, like I said, we were um, I was in Iraq twice. So um, whenever excuse me, when everything jumped off, we deployed. So I was in a unit that was out of Germany. Uh, we were 16th, 16th core support group. We were out of uh, out of Hanau, Germany. And uh, and we went to Iraq, um, you know, doing early, early stages. We went to uh, several different spots. Uh, but when we finally um, settled, uh, we were outside of uh, we were outside of Baghdad. And then uh, we eventually went to um, went to Taji. Um, that was the first time. And um, and then the second second time we were actually in um, in Talil by the um, by the Air Force Base and also by the um, what was the place it's called the um, the Ziggurat because we ended up um, giving I gave like thirty five different tours of that um, specific Ziggurat um, because that was the early um, Mesopotamia. Um, and so that was part of the, you know, beginning of civilization. And actually, the um, the Nile River um, at one point, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Euphrates River flowed through that area um, at one point. And then there was a big shift. But uh, we were able to, you know, um, see some um, historic land and then also uh, the land of Ur, where um, Abraham was uh, was from. So the curator that gave us the tours um he showed us the uh spot where they said um abraham was so it was it was interesting uh but then it was also good because you had diff you had uh, you know all of the um different military you know that were there um you know the coalition forces you know that were there so we we actually got a chance to meet you know other you know other nations um you know military and it was definitely interesting meeting you know chaplains from um from other uh, from other nations so yeah that's yeah that's yeah that's it's a unique thing that that's there a lot of people don't even know about it a lot of people don't even know what a chaplain assistance job was so you know being able to work with uh with with that religious affairs has always been kind of a uh, pretty awesome now did you go in are you ordained pastor at this point down too yeah so i've I've pastored. Um, I've pastored for one year. So actually, when I was stationed at, um, actually about a year before I met you, um, I was stationed at um, at Fort Benning, and then I had an opportunity to pastor in um, in Troy, Alabama, uh, and the name of the church was uh, Saint Mark uh, AME Church, and uh, we had about. So at the time I got there and um, uh, was given the. Um, as being pastor, um, I was there about a, about a year until I came up on orders um, that sent me to Texas. And then I had to leave uh, from there. But uh, small congregation, loved it, um, you know, loved the people. Uh, and we had a great time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's awesome. So now what made you decide to do instead of being the chaplain itself that you decided to do the chaplain's assistant side? What's how did that determine or how is that determined? Well, for me, um, you know, coming in, um, being an ordained minister, what happened, my my father, the ministry, um, he looked at me. He said, hey, listen, because uh, I told him that I was thinking about going to the military uh, because at that particular time, my daughter uh, was about to be born. And I'm, you know, trying to look at some ways of, you know, getting some good benefits and, you know, that way I can take care of, uh, you know, her and her mom. And um, and my father ministry was like, well, hey, you know, go in the military, you know, look at the, you know, religious aspect of it. And so I said, OK. And then I started to um, inquire about it. And um, and I met um, she was actually my uh, first uh, first recruiter. Her name was Barbara Horton um, from out of uh, out of Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, awesome. Uh, have not forgotten. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to find her now because I'm getting uh, getting close to retirement because I want to see if she can um, make it to the retirement. But um, um, she was able to get me um, get me connected. And um, and then uh, once I went to the National Guard, graduated. And then once I went active duty, I went back to her again. And then she was able to 
uh, get me connected with um, with another individual uh, that was on the active duty side of the house. That uh, matter of fact, um, we we still speak to this day very close. So that's, uh, that's what I was able to. So when when's your retirement? You, when, are you are you in the process now, or where are you at in it? Oh, so it's it's it is it is official. Um, one, one July, 2023 is my, uh, official retirement date. So next year I'll be retiring. And once I retire, it'll be 25 years. Um, you know, I thank God for the opportunity, uh, cause I'll, I'll be honest. Initially, was I talking about retirement? I wasn't even looking at retirement. Um, I think I was looking at probably maybe 10 years and then, you know, being done, but you know, good Lord had, um, he had, um, a different mission for me. So. I'm grateful for it. That's good. Now, so will you stay in, you're in Texas, is that correct? No, actually, um, I'm actually in Alabama. So you're in I'm, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stationed in Georgia, but I'm in, uh, right now I'm currently in Alabama, uh, recovering from surgery. So, Oh, uh, what, <laughs> what old guy thing happened now? Is it, is it shoulder knee replacement? Uh, you know. Hey, I already had the knee replacement, but yeah, my uh, my wrist. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that, wrist. yeah, I had my knee replacement too. You know, and and you know, I've been through all that, uh, all that too, man. So I, I get it, I get it. So that's so that's pretty awesome. Is that where you're going to stay when you retire? Yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. So, well, let's talk about what you're. What so what what is it you're doing afterwards? Are you being ministry after your after your army stuff is done? Yeah, yeah. So the goal is um, I'm I'm about to finish uh, about to finish my bachelor's, uh, so that way I can go into um, uh, seminary, so I can get my um, uh, ministry uh, ministry of divinity. I mean, master of divinity. I'm sorry, and uh, my MDiv, um, and then that way. Um, once, once I get that, uh, but the other, the other aspect is I will be pastoring. That's what I'm looking forward to do now. So I'll be, I'll be doing an internship with, um, one of the pastors that I was under and, uh, and then we just go from there. Yeah. It's going to be, you're going to be such a good, a good pastor for a flock because, you know, one of, um, he, this gentleman too, he was a Marine and man, he can pastor. And he just don't pull any punches, man. He's a he, he's really fun to listen to, and he's a yeah. very down to earth guy. You know, he's a he's a a vet out of the Marine Corps, combat vet, and uh, you know, real life brought to the table, man. Is 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 it moves other people's lives? So I think you're gonna do you're gonna do so, so good at that. That's gonna be such a such a fun thing for you. Well, you're so you're gonna stay uh, when when we. When you're you're saying that you're going to get a bachelor's and then a master's, is that what you're looking at? Uh huh. Yeah. So the the biggest thing in order to go to seminary school, you got to get your bachelor's. So and I got one more class and then I'll be um, I'll be graduating in January. So once I receive my bachelor's, then I can go ahead and go into um, seminary school. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I've I've shared it with you, but you know my brother's my brother's been a pastor for. 25 plus years. He's a reserve cop also. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, he's got that masters. Him and I are way different. You know, he's a bookworm. I'm kind of a life worm. And, uh, you know what I mean? So he's, uh, but he's got a master's degree in apologetics out of okay. Biola, out of Biola university here in, in, uh, in California. You know, okay. he's a, he's a sharp, sharp, uh, he's a sharp dude. Now what he's doing, I mean, he, he was a passionate cheers, but Zoe, um, recruited him to be the CEO. And I don't know if you know about Zoe's ministry, but Zoe's ministry is, has to do with human trafficking. Okay. So my brother's, uh, you know, he goes to Thailand and quite often working with their task force and, and extracting kids. And he's kind of, they, he was in charge of building something out here in California for the girls to be at. And that's okay. quite a, that's quite a thing that you can see that, you know, this human trafficking is a human tragedy, man. And these, some of these girls is just, yeah, <laughs> what, what they go through, what they are because of what they are and the ministry that goes behind. It's not an easy ministry. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but my martial arts school started off as a ministry. Did I ever tell you that? No. Uh -uh. That's how I started. I started at our church in 1987. I started with my brother and myself and, and a gentleman named Ken Knight. Okay. 
we started uh, karate as a ministry at our church and it just grew so big that um, that's how, you know, two years into it is when I decided that, Hey, I, you know, we kept the ministry up there for those that couldn't afford it. And then we had those that followed me down, but yeah, yeah. I started, I started my uh, martial arts career as a ministry. That's just what it was. Oh, that's awesome. So it's probably why you and I gelled so well. Not well, you and I gelled really well because you're thumping on young guys, and I was just looking, laughing about it every day. It was awesome, and so uh, that's that's for sure. So let's you know, let's talk about now. I want to talk about you and your wife here real quick because I remember now. I don't. I'm not sure if you, I haven't seen you guys go live, but I remember you guys going live sometimes and speaking. Um, it, almost like a you, you'd be on live on Facebook or something, and you guys yeah. would be ministering for couples is that correct yes i, I remember seeing that yeah what we did um, for a while we were doing actually um marriage ministry and so we were doing that you know out of texas and then and then once we got to um uh once i got stationed back in georgia we started up again and so we were actually doing um um, marriage ministry there. And so we were actually, you know, being able to, you know, reach places and, you know, reach folks, you know, that we knew. And then, you know, even some that we didn't know, you know, but the key was we were, our focus was not just married couples, but we wanted to encourage singles as well, because we know that, you know, a lot of singles, you know, want to get married. Uh, but, we want to be able to, you know, encourage them, you know, and, and, and tell them that, yeah, you may think it, 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 it always looks good, you know, you know, being married, but you know, it's tough, you know, because, you know, you're bringing two people together that are now, you know, becoming one. And so, um, we did that for a while, and then I'm I'm, I'm actually um, talking to my wife again to to see if we can eventually um, start that again because there's still a need for that. Because um, <clears throat> I know specifically for us, we've got a couple um, mentors, and if you put together their um, the the number of years that both of these couples have been married, is almost uh, almost seventy years. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of experience, right? You know, and to me, you know, that's critical because one one of the, I guess, mission statements my wife and I have is that uh, when we seek mentorship, we're not going to somebody that has the same amount of years that we do. You know, we want to go to somebody, you know, that has, you know, that has been through the good, the bad, you know, been through the ugly, you know, but then when you still look at it, they're still together, you know, and they're keeping, you know, God as that you know, as that, as that third strand, you know, that, that can't be, you know, broken. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. And I'm still, um, you know, you know, so I've been divorced now since, or I think around 2004 or five. Right. Mm -hmm. And was a single dad, raised my kids. And so I always kind of enjoyed listening to you and your wife. I, you know, I tuned in every single time, uh, <laughs> if you guys remember, right. And I, I would, yeah. I'd chime in questions and, I'd encourage other people to go listen to you guys, you know, and uh, I never got, I never got to meet your wife, you know, one of these days I'm going to meet her. Yes. So, uh, uh, and so I thought, man, I, I was hoping that that's what something that you guys can do again, because I just think it was, uh, you know, it's necessary in these, in these times for sure. Now my folks, believe it or not, my folks are still alive, which is pretty awesome. Right. My folks were super young when they had me, my, they got married at 18 and 16. Oh, wow. My mom and dad. And then my mom had me when she was 18 years old. So my oh. folks are still alive and they've been married 61 years. That's and, a oh, and my God. so, yeah. And so it's and you know, strong Christians, both my parents and and uh, yeah, they live through the good, bad and ugly. You know, what I mean, they uh, they're kind of the anchor of our family, I would mm -hmm. I would say for sure. You know what I mean? So they yeah. always set a really good example on what marriage looks like and when you're young, you're married young and my dad working and listening to the stories of back in the day when what they are is it's, it's pretty awesome to celebrate 61 years with them, um, in marriage. So yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go, let's go down this road now that, that, you know, we spoke about your, your wife. Now you've got kids that are my age too, I think. All right. You got a 24 year old and I've got a, I've got a 23 year old and I got a 25 year old. Right. So 
Yeah, we, we've got some kids the same age. You know, my <laughs> oldest boy is 30. He just turned 30, and he, okay. he's married. Okay. And, but I do have um, a 23-year-old and a 26-year-old, and my daughter's 21. So, um, you know, that's from dad to dad, tell me what you think on what it's like to have a relationship. Isn't it fun to have a relationship with adult children? I, I have so much fun with them. Now, now it is. Um, you know, we, my, my, my kids and I, we've, we've had a journey, but I tell you what, now, uh, I, I truly am, you know, enjoying them, um, you know, like laughing with them, you know, being able to talk with them. And then especially, you know, when they come, you know, and they'll call me, you know, ask me questions or, you know, something's going on, you know, and we'll, you know, and we'll just talk. And, uh, and that's, and that to me, that is, that is, you know, so much fun. That's, that's priceless. You you can't put a price on that. No, I, so I, yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. it. It, I never thought it would come to where it would be fun to have adult children where you can speak to them as adults Yeah. because most of the time I want to, you know, take the back of my hand and, uh, let them, you know, you guys think you're, you think you're something, but your dad will still whoop your ass, man. And so, um, you know, but now it's, uh, you know, now it's a little bit different, but what you sent to me now, listen, so we have two of these books that you have. So this one, I'm looking at it right now, right? You have this. Okay. Um, the new book releases says his turn when enough was enough. Okay. Actually, that's the first one. The first one was his turn when enough was enough, but the actual second one, uh, the green one, uh, not my will. That's the new one. That's the new one. Well, let's yes. talk about the first one. Okay. What now? What that's about? Okay. Uh, so this one, um, uh, with the authors of uh, Joe McClure, myself, uh, Jefferson Jones, uh, Dominic Davis, and um, Tyrone Downs. So out of the five of us, four of us were in the military, and mm. uh, got a military background. But what this particular book is dealing with. Um, it's dealing with one of those life situations where at one of the most trying times of our lives, um, God had to really show us that we could depend on him and that it was not um, it was not not us, but it was him that was, you know, our strength to, you know, get us through. So I know for me, um, my situation uh uh, came through uh, where um, I stepped out on my marriage um, and I was wrong and, and God dealt with me, you know, in a way he dealt with me from um, Iraq. Um, so part of part of part of the story is in Iraq. And then part of the story is um, I didn't state it, but um, it was it was in Germany. And so, you know, having to come to grips um, and God really having to really basically show me that, hey, you know, he was in control. And so with that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that I, you know, experienced that, you know, not not just at that particular time, but being able to share that, you know, as a testimony, as, you know, and an encouragement. And that, that's also part of um, going into the uh, the marriage ministry that uh, that my wife and I did. So, you know, a lot of this first book, first book, you know, and then uh, some of the stuff I had in there, because I had some folks that just when they heard some of the comments that my wife said, they were like, she should have knocked you out. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah that's uh that's something now what on it here it says is there more than the, is there more than just you that is an author inside this so is it stories from each of these gentlemen or yeah. what what's the deal here yeah so actually what it is both books are and uh it's called um uh, an anthology um, and so all of us have stories and what's and what was so unique about the first book is that none of us talked. We didn't even know each other. And then we started to do uh, video calls with uh, with our publisher, uh, Dr. Karen Lomax, and who has really been a blessing. Um, and so with this, 
Um, each of us have had a story where we've had to come to grips and where we've had to depend on God, you know, in order to, you know, get through. And so each of us has shared a part of us to be transparent, to show that, guess what? Yeah, we have, you know, grown through some situations. We've been in some situations, but by the grace of God, he's pulled us out of it, you know? And so now our victory hopefully is your victory because especially if you have dealt with what, you know, what we've dealt with. Yeah, that's so, so, so it's like, almost like each one of you guys have these little short stories inside this yes. book then. Is that correct? Yep, definitely. Yeah. So you get different stories. And and it was just like like uh, Dr. Lomax was saying, as she was, you know, initially looking at all the stories and everything just it, it looked like every story just flowed back to back to back. And you could just see God just working through, you know, that whole process. Well, wow, that's pretty awesome. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I think that uh um let's talk let's take a look about not my will. Now, is this a continuation? Now, it looks like you have you have so is everybody the same people in this book that from the last one? Yes, yeah, matter of fact, yeah, if you if you turn the um um, actually, um, I don't know. I, I thought I sent a picture, but if you, um, if you see the picture, that is actually the same group. So, um, Dr. Lomax, she's, um, she's the publisher, but then she's also, um, reserve chaplain. And then we're part of a, uh, group, um, connected with her. It's called his, uh, helping, um, inspiring and, uh, supporting. And that's a men's group. Um, and so all of us, again, like I said, are, you know, military with the exception of uh, of one. Because matter of fact, her dad, uh, Joe McClure, that's her dad. He's a he's a former Marine gunny. And then you had uh, Elder um, Tyrone Downs. Um, he's he's been retired, I want to say probably a couple years now. Um, he retired um, Master Sergeant from out of the uh, out of Marines. And then Jefferson Jones. Um, was reserve chaplain, and then of course, uh, Dr. Lomax, um, uh, reserve chaplain, and then um, Elder uh, Dominique Davis. So all of us got connected through her. So these stories, um, you know, these books have been the vision that uh, that God gave her. Hmm. So I'm trying to look at now. Dr. Lomax, and now is she have part of this? Because she, it looks like she forwarded uh, uh, um, the first book. Is that correct? Is that what yeah. I'm looking at right here? Yep. yep, that's correct. She actually, she published both books. Um, she was able to publish both of them because um, she's, um, uh, she's a published author as well. And so um, because of uh, her success, we were able to, um, you know, get on, um, get connected with her. And then she published both books. She also did the forward, you know, in the first one. And, um, and then, um, and then in the second one, um, she's got some stuff in there as well. So. Okay. So tell me like in, inside here, uh, art, what is it? Are these the same, the same format where you got different little stories that are going on in these books. Yeah. Is that correct? Uh Yes, yes. Both both books are pretty much they have the same, you know, idea. We we have gone through a journey, but I think what this particular one, not my will, this one is focused on something that we really, really dealt with. Um, I know um, uh, for me um, in this one, I opened up about my childhood. Um, I was sexually assaulted, you know, from the age, you know, nine to eleven. Uh, one, um, one by female and then three by males. I went through a hard time that I even, that has gone up to probably the last couple years of me really now learning how to heal. And so each of us, we took, we took a, we took a particular thing that we dealt with and the purposes we wanted to share it. We wanted other folks to see that, guess what? 
I thought my will was strong, but it wasn't. But not my will, but by the grace of God, he's enabled us to be able to share these stories because there are folks out here that we realize that are hurting, that have been through some situations, that have been through some things, and they're looking for some type of hope. And so in these two books, especially this last one, you know, Not My Will, we we really wanted them to be able to see that we were really transparent um, in this this particular one. This is yeah, this is pretty. So these guys aren't all necessarily military then. Is that correct? No. So really, there's only one that's not military. And then the rest of us uh, just happen to be military. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, this is this is interesting book on on um, how, how to get through. Do you do you guys speak on how to get through to that or what do you guys speak on in this this is what he did this is how he brought us through yes is, is the is the book kind of built like you know you're going to read this and uh you know you're going to see what what other people have suffered you know what i'm saying and yeah. so why don't we go from there and tell me yeah. about that so so i think so i i guess the best way to explain i can I'll use mine. So with mine, what I did, I gave you a like a glimpse of my upbringing, um, part of my childhood. And then I go into some of the struggles that I went through. And then in the struggles, I talked about those that caused, you know, the issues, you know, those that I, I, I was trying to show folks. Let me show you what my so-called support system was and how my support system failed me. But then in the end, uh, God was able to, to send people my way. So in the midst of it is I'm showing you how I grew up. Then I'm showing you what I went through and what those things that affected me. And then in the end, how the good Lord was able to send folks my way that helped change me to where I am now. So it's giving you, you know, hope in the midst of probably chaos and then being able to give you an encouraging word at the end to say, guess what? Yes, I may have grown through this situation, but guess what? You've got victory and this is how you get victory. Man, it's powerful. That's 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 awesome. That's awesome. So I want to ask you. I want to ask you this: Why I have you on there on on my uh, on my show? When when you guys when you're doing your ministry, I want to know how you guys help bridge gaps between uh, racial tensions. How do you do that? Um. I know each of us, like I said, we're, we're, we're all in different states. And so each one is doing different things. So I know, like, for example, uh, my brother Jefferson Jones, he's, um, he's out in, um, he's in, he's in Georgia. He's in Georgia now. And uh, part of the um, connection church that he's with is a mixture. So it's whites, blacks, but what they're now talking about is they're having uh, like um, they're having discussion panels um, they're, you know, talking about, uh, you know, racism, but then also they're talking about, uh, say, um, um, you know, mixed, you know, um, the interracial, you know, couples, they're, they're, they're talking about things that, uh, some folks may, you know, shy away from, but all in all, what they're trying to do is to encourage folks, encourage us, you know, as Christians that guess what? You know, we were created out of God's image. But then also what I try to do is, matter of fact, I, I'm always a servant. That's that's always been my goal is to be able to help others. So mm -hmm. helping others, I don't look at I don't look at you as being white. I don't look at the next person as being, you know, Hispanic. Uh you know, to me, we were all created out of God's image. We're all God's children. So guess what? I'm going to try to help you, you know, with in every whichever way possible. You know, I know I'm kind of fumbling, but um, just trying to get the correct words. But, you know, at the the 
end statement is this. Whoever I can help, regardless of color, that's my goal, is to be able to see you, you know, succeed. You know, you know and, I, and it was that's that's good, Art, because I, I was, you know, when I teach, I'm the same way, right? I'm not looking at um what what whatever it is. And I have never um you, you know I've never experienced quite that kind of uh thing and when I'm doing the soldiers, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. a soldier is a soldier. I yeah. say this quite often in the karate world, in the martial arts world. The mat is a very um, transparent thing. When you step on the mat, the mat only knows the truth. It doesn't care about your feelings. It doesn't care. Matter of fact, the mat don't really give give rats ass what you are, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, black, yellow, white, green, it doesn't really matter. When you're on the mat, uh, you're on the mat trying to, to make yourself better. And I've always wanted to make sure that we have some kind of a, a dialogue because everybody shies away from the dialogue. Yeah. But I haven't. So I, here's my experience. I'll, I'll give you some some experience on my side. Right. During mm -hmm. the pandemic, I was in Georgia and it was Sunday. It was a Sunday. And I'm going into Savannah and I'm getting off on the freeway. And I mean, there is worship music. Just I mean, it's popping. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the heck is going on? I mean, you can hear it from the freeway. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like what is that? And as you get off, there is a church there that is, um, you know, I don't know if it's an AMC church or what it was, but I mean, these guys are worshiping, like all the cars are there yeah. the and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, I wonder if I'll be welcome here, man. Cause I want to sit and listen to this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I just pulled right up in, I just pulled right in, right in the, right in the, in the, uh, in the middle and mm -hmm. just kind of rolled my windows down and I was enjoying that music, man. Yeah. If you couldn't feel God in a place, man, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and to be honest, man, I was the only white guy there, man. I was it. It was, it was, it was just me. And, yeah. uh, and I stepped out of the car and I just had the best time yeah. with these people here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which was something that I, I came back and spoke to my own children about. I said, I said, I didn't experience anything weird there. Um, <clears throat> I said, I don't know where I, I said, we are a lot more alike than people like to, uh, than, than people like to, to, to play this, this mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And so I just wanted to, I wanted to hit on that while you and I work together, because I know that, uh, um, well, first of all, I know God doesn't see color. I can tell you that. You know what I mean? He sees heart. He, that's what he sees. And so I wanted to to ask those questions on on how you how how that how that works. You know what I mean? Yeah. People struggle as listening. Even when I was listening to you and your wife, you know, uh, you know, people struggle in marriages and is uh, right. You, you you guys have done it for a long time, right? It's 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 money, right? It's uh you know, bills, it's, it's all, all the financial stuff that comes, you know, happen at you. And the enemy is always, uh, knocking at our door to make yeah. sure we can be divided, not yeah. united so that yeah. we can. Um, and I don't know, I, I just wanted to see how, what your thought process is on that and, yeah. and how you bridge gaps like that. I, I, I tell you, I had, I have one, one, um, example. Um, it was, Oh, what was it? I want to say in August, I think it was, I had an opportunity to go and preach at a uh, congregation um, that was all white. And I wasn't I wasn't sure, you know, initially, because um, what was what was asked, uh, one of uh, one of my chaplains uh, had uh, had received a call. Um, and they were asking for, you know, somebody to come out to the church. And, uh, and he said, well, you know, I'll see, you know, who we can find. And so he knew that I was, you know, ordained. So he said, hey, are you going out of town? I said, no, you know, I'll be here. And um, and he said, well, there's a there's a church, you know, here in Columbus, um, Georgia. He said, um, would you mind, you know, going there? And I said, I said, we need no an answer by. He said, ah, give me uh, 13, uh, one o'clock. I said, OK. So I called him back. I prayed on it. And I said, yeah. And so um, I ended up talking to the lady and we had, you know, an awesome conversation. 
And when I got there, like I said, again, I wasn't sure. And so I got there and I looked and I called my wife and I was like, honey. And I said, uh, for some reason, I said, I said, you know what? I thought this was going to be, you probably, you know, mixed or I, and then my wife said, it doesn't matter. And that's the key thing we got to remember. It doesn't matter because we were all created out of God's image. And I had the best time mm-hmm. there. And she said something that I didn't even really think about. Um, and she told the, the church, she said, I want to mention something that, um, you know, that he mentioned. He didn't care if it was one person or it could be 50. The point of it was being able to get the word of God out. And she said, you're in the right place. And I mean, we had a good time. And then they ended up asking me to uh, uh, come back the following Sunday. And so, I mean, we had good fellowship. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. And, you know, would would do it again. And so I, I think if we would just take the time to really get to know each other, mm-hmm. have a sit down. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know what? I can use you and I as that example. Mm-hmm. When we got to that course, I watched you to see your mannerisms to see who you were. And as I got to know, there was one thing that gave us that connection. We were the, we were the two oldest in the class. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think what really bridged us together was uh, not so much doing the, you know, doing the techniques, but um, when we had to go to that shootout and I took that guy out like that and you hopped up and from that moment forth, you couldn't you could not tell me that you and I were not brothers because we were connected. That's correct. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And, and so and and I, I think if everybody would take an approach like that, you know, and let us not be fearful of each other, but let let's encourage one another. Let's build each other. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that, you know, we're encouraging because, I mean, we may not always talk, but every time we reach out, I always end, hey, my brother, because I mean that, you know, because of that time that we shared and that you, you know, I was in California, you came to celebrate something with me. And I'm like, you know what? That meant, you know, a lot to me. And that means if we would just look at each other and encourage one another and truly build each other up and just sit down and listen, it'll be much better. Yeah. Those are powerful, powerful words. This is, this is where, and this is why my show is called some real talk because I, you know, I didn't want to, um, I know that you and I are close, so, you know, we don't get to see each other every day, but I'll tell you what, if we live in the same neighborhood, we'd be at each other's, uh, at each other's house for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, I've enjoyed, uh, I've always enjoyed, uh, all the talks that we had with you and, and, and stuff like that. I, I, I feel, um, I feel there's a culture difference and that's the problem that we don't know each other's culture. That's the problem. I think, you know what I mean? And, and, and I I just think that that's, there's certain ways that, that, uh, different, different cultures approach things. And, and we're so, we're so, we just don't know it. We just don't know what it is. You know, we don't know what it's like to, to have maybe in that culture, what it is. And, and, uh, but I have learned that lesson on the mat that, um, you know, when push comes to shove, uh, it's my, my school is a family and it doesn't, and I, I, I'll tell this story too. just so you know, even in the, you know, listening to my children, I don't know how your children are, but you know, I was telling my kids that even in the, uh, in, in the LGB community, you know, I said, when I was young, I said, that was a, that was huge taboo. Okay. And it wasn't until a young, young, one of the young boys were at my, my house and I knew, um, you know, him and I were just sitting by ourselves, right? And I was, and I was asking him. I said, "Hey, man, what's it like for you to be in high school and doing like this?" And he goes, "Oh, Mr. Cox." He goes, "I'm so ridiculed, you have no idea." And then uh, people have hit me for no reason and and stuff like that. Man, that infuriated me. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, what, what? And I was so pissed off that 
my views, you know, his pain way overshadowed any of my views at that particular time. I was so ticked off that somebody's going to, you know, uh, intimidate you because I was bullied. Right. And uh, I wish they'd bully me today. Right. You know, this was this is just my mindset. Right. And uh, and I was just so taken back by that. And I and I see the same thing here. And even, you know, and that's why I told you, I said, even my reservations, I almost didn't, I almost didn't swing into that church. Yeah. Because I just felt, well, they're not going to, you know, now think about that. Think about if I just didn't do that, that's, that's just the mindset that we have on each other, man. I had the best time. I, these two, these two couples next to me in this car, I mean, they got, they got fruit. They, I mean, they're jumping all over. I mean, I had the best time at that church service ever. Yeah. I don't know how you guys have church service for three hours, but you, you got to have some, you, you definitely have to have some hop in music because that's what kept me there for so long as the music was just yeah. impeccable. Right. And so it was, uh, I just had a really good time. I just had a really good time in there. And, and so I wanted to bring that up while you and I were, were discussing this stuff because I know listening to your books. Now I'm, I ordered the book yesterday, right? Cause yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to bring that in. I want, I want to read it. Um, okay. Believe it or not, what you just shared and stuff happened to me too as a young as a young man. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, from a male, and yep. and uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what started my. You know, I've always been kind of an aggressive dude. Yeah. And then you know, martial arts kind of formed that a little bit more. So I, I, you know, I just wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. Um, you know, go down the wrong path, which would have been very easy for me to do, but I've always been, well, you've, you've, you've taken class with me. You see, I'm a pretty intense dude. Right. Okay. And, uh, and I take what I do, you know, very serious. And I want to make sure that we, our soldiers are safe and, yeah. and uh, we come home safe. So uh, that was interesting read. And so I ordered it yesterday and I should have ordered a Kindle so I could have read about it and, and we can, we can do it, but I want to make sure I can leave it open with you art that, you know, we can come on and, and, and speak a little bit more, uh, on the racial side of things, because I just feel comfortable talking to you about it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. you have to feel comfortable talking with somebody. Cause if you don't, yeah. uh, you know, you just kind of ah, better not ask that question or I better not yeah. ask that, you know, there, you know, I don't want that being taken wrong or, or something like that. And this is, the, I think this is a problem. Um, uh, I had, uh, you know, I just had a, you know, I just had a really good, I had a great time at your birthday. Okay. I mean, we went down to the chicken and waffles and, uh, you know, and of course your friend is as big as a freaking house, dude. And I'm like, man, this, I mean, I got the picture of the three of us and I'm like, man, this guy towers over us, bro. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and so it was just, yeah, it was a really good time. And I, I look forward to uh thing. So your retirement party, what are you doing for that? What's that going to look like? So, um, retirement, um, I'm gonna have a, um, small gathering. So actually what's going to happen is, um, after the retirement ceremony, we're going to go over to, um, uh, to one of the chapels. Um, I'm gonna do my, uh, do my farewell. I got a friend of mine who's gonna, um, he has some, some food prepped and ready. And then I got some folks that's going, you know, bake some, you know, um, uh, cakes and, you know, some other stuff. Um, then we'll have that celebration. And then uh, later on, toward the end of July, then I'm going to have a, um, a small gathering um, at my house. We'll do um, uh, we'll have a little um, retirement party. And then, you know, just to be able to, you know, thank thank those that I mean, really, that were, you know, in my circle who have, you know, who've, who've helped me, you know, with the military, you know, not so much the military, but just been a big influence that have, you know, really helped me out, you know, through the years. And then that's just the way of me being able to tell them, thank you. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that that's, uh, I was at Joe's retirement uh, you know, when they retired Joe out and they let him speak a little bit and, uh, they, they had, they had kind of a thing on base for him too. And so I, you know, these, these, they, they could have had a little bit better words the, the command was just a little bit off, off kilter to me, man. I was like, what, what do you, th-? you know, I, he gave the speech about, you know, when, uh, 
when you know about the the speech about um when when things are good the men that speech right there yeah and i mean one of his one of the commands like oh that's a little bit that was a little bit rough you know he's talking about that i'm like what 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 are we talking about man we're talking about the army man what are we talking about dude and uh i was like i was like man i said i just that was that was a that was a a, a a blow to me right when i saw it so and that's going to happen in july huh yeah. you got to keep me posted on that man if i got time oh, I definitely oh, will. yes yeah, send me your um send me your address and i'll um i'll definitely make sure you get an invite yeah i might i might come out to that that's going to be in july and uh you know we don't got a lot of stuff yeah, going actually, on there. that's going to be uh it's going to be on the uh the 18th of july yeah i think that's something i can make you know what okay. I mean? and that's going to be there in Alabama. Is that where it's going to be? No, actually, that that was going to be at Fort Benning. So the um, oh, that's going to be in Georgia. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, that'll be at where, Fort Benning. Now, Fort Benning is where? Where is Fort Benning as as from Hunter or Stewart? Okay, so that's probably around. I want to say probably six hours. So um, Benning is right close to um, Columbus, Georgia, and uh, was actually right outside of. Uh, uh, Columbus, Georgia, and it's about 97 miles from Atlanta. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes it even better, man, because I'll make it out there and then I'll go see uh, see Carson down there in, in Savannah afterwards. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I definitely can. I, I'll definitely make something like that happen. That'll be fun. Okay. That'll be fun to, to, to see you off and, and, and do that. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just send me uh, your address and I'll definitely make sure um, I get that invitation to you. All right. Okay, Art. Well, we've been yeah, we've been uh, we've been on an hour already, man. That hour went by quick. We may have had a little bit of difficulty, but man, this was a great interview for me. I really enjoyed this uh, about your book, about you know your great wife and uh, stuff that we got to do together, man. It was uh, just really fun. I really enjoyed uh, talking with you. So here's what's going to happen. Uh, I will, um, you know, I wrote a book this year, by the way. It's going to be released in January. Good, so, good, good. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good one. It's, it's, I, I called it Beyond the Mat. You know, so lessons that I learned past the mat. You know, what I yeah. take on the mat and, and went out to the real world. So, yeah. Um, it, it's been uh, it, it's been good. My my uh, my second book will probably talk a little bit more of me teaching the military. You know, teaching the military has really uh, I got lucky doing that. You know, being a civilian. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to come into the military work world as a civilian. You know, I, I mean, I have law enforcement experience, but, uh, you know, not chewing the same dirt as you guys. I remember talking to Joe about it going, man, I said, uh, you know, Joe was the first one. I, I remember the very first class I taught and I'm like, man, I'm not in the military. So I picked Joe out of the lineup. This is how Joe and I became close. Yeah. He, I could tell he was just the beast of the class. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I, so I had Joe come up and I said, I want you to hold a pad for me so I could teach these guys how to punch. And I punched Joe and about he, he about took his breath away right through the pad. And that's how he was like, OK, you, you when I first saw you, your build wasn't what I expected. And when you hit me, he goes, you about took the breath out of me. And that's how it had came, you know. And so I just said, you know, I hope, you know, I had to I had to do something to earn these guys, guys and girls respect because I didn't chew the same dirt with them. You know what I mean? But. Um, my experiences there had honed my art because some things that we did didn't work well for military. I said, Hey yeah. man, we, you know, especially when we're talking about low ready weapons and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I said, man, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't doing that, uh, as much. And we had to really kind of revamp some stuff. So military training for me has really opened up, uh, you know, to make the art better. So that that's definitely, you know, that that's definitely a thank you to you guys for, having us out there on that base and being able to, to, uh, you know, hopefully keep these young kids a little bit more alive and a little bit okay. more aware about what they're doing. So, okay. uh, I will today, I will also, this will be edited art just so you know, so okay. it'll always be live and it's on my YouTube channel. My YouTube okay. channel is the same name, real talk with Mark Cox, my YouTube. Okay. It, so you're the video portion will be there, okay. but I will download the audio of this and I do a little bit of editing on it and then it'll be ready for upload. So there'll be an audio version of what you and I spoke about. Okay. I'll give you the link to that. You'll be able to share it with your people. So people, when they're driving and stuff, you yeah. can get my podcast on anything, Apple podcast, Spotify okay. or whatever. And, uh, you can subscribe to it and, and, uh, you can listen to, um, to the interview that way too. So, okay. 
Hey, I All appreciate right. it, brother. This was awesome. I was yeah. definitely looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, man. I really enjoyed it. I look forward to seeing you soon. All right? All right, brother. All Take right. care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.